Welcome to Paint Ed. PCA provides painting contractors with connections they need to grow their business. To find out more and to become a member, visit PCAPainted.org. Find more great content like this on PCA Overdrive. A subscription to the platform is included with membership. For all of you non-members out there, sign up for a free trial. PCA Overdrive is available on the App Store and Google Play. This episode is brought to you by Benjamin Moore and Sherwin-Williams. Welcome back to another episode of the Elite Business Advice Podcast. My name is Chris Moore. I'm the founder of Elite Business Advisors and your host here for the podcast. So I love the thinking and psychology of money. I love understanding um, kind of what the purpose of money is. Uh, you know, everybody has different money views on money, whether you view it as a motivator, if you view it as a manipulator, there's so many different things. Uh, if you dive into some different financial programs, you'll kind of understand a little bit about that. And so I've always loved like the concept of what is money, right? For me personally, uh, and everybody can have a different definition of this, I believe money is nothing more than a vehicle that gives you options in life. Uh, that is kind of my personal belief about money, what the purpose of it is, right? Uh, and I'm not saying it's good. I'm not saying it's bad, right? I always hear that, that good people do good things with money. Uh, bad people do bad things with money, right? And so if you don't have any money, the, the jury is still kind of out on you, I guess. But, you know, I always definitely believe that, you know, there's kind of a, a purpose of why, uh, you know, why we all work so hard for money and, and what is the thinking behind it. And so, I wanted to share with you guys kind of my five favorite financial pr principles to live by. Um, there's a few others I like to, to talk about and kind of that I live in and practice by myself, um, such as being proactive, uh, the ways to kind of manage your money. We've talked about that on some different episodes with business, and I'll probably save some of that for another episode coming up here in the future, too, because uh, we could have probably made this a three or four part episode. Um, but I just wanted to take some time and share with you guys my five favorite kind of financial principles to live by uh, and what they mean for us and how I put them into practice on, on a daily basis. So I hope it helps. Thanks for plugging in. This is the Elite Business Advice Podcast. All right. So there's a lot of different principles out there that you can live by from a financial perspective in your life. Uh, most of them are good uh, and there's not really a right or a wrong one. Right. Uh, I, I agree with a lot of them. And like I said, it was kind of hard to narrow it down to the top five that I like to live by and kind of think through here. Um, but I just wanted to take some time and kind of share, you know, I, I do talk a lot, uh, you know, obviously on the financial piece with our clients. Right. And, you know, we talk a lot about the business side of it what it does and, and the correlation between business and personal finances. Again, that's going to be another whole episode in itself at some point down the road. Um, but I do love to, you know, we find ourselves a lot of times with clients talking about just personal finances, right? Or just some of these tools and, and theories and stuff. And so I just want to share some of them, some of my favorites here. So number one, I mentioned this in the intro, this is kind of my overall philosophy of like what I believe the purpose of money is. Um, but I perfect, honestly believe that money solves problems and that it's a tool to offer solutions uh, and, and options, right? To give you options in life. And so, you know, it, it, my wife and I talk a lot about, um, you know, okay, we have this problem. Like, can money solve that for us, right? Sometimes the answer is yes. Sometimes the answer is no, right? It depends on what it is. Uh, and I think that a lot of times, uh, and, and I want to make this very clear, this whole episode, I'm not saying to like, spend money like frivolously and just like crazy and, you know, blow money on things. Right. But I think a lot of times we get too caught up in like the, like the, the, the dollars and cents, um, of certain things that it's just like, Hey, if, if, if money isn't really a, a major issue, like, is this really a problem for us? Right. Um, one thing that I always go to, this is a go-to thing for me 
a great example I use a lot is flights. Okay. I, whenever I travel, you guys know, I travel a lot. I travel for Sherwin Williams, speak all over the country, North America. Um, you know, we book our own travel, right? We get, we get a flat fee. Um, and then our travel is up to us, which is great because it can allow us to, you know, make trips as expensive or cheap as we want to. Right. Um, but on the flip side, I'm the person that I want to make the most money I can on things. Right. So, um, flights is a perfect example of this. Anytime that we go on vacation, um, anytime that I book flights for travel, um, I've stopped looking at what the cost is and how much money I can save by taking a 6 a.m. red eye or a 10 a.m. flight, which I get there at like a desirable time. I'm Prithvi Rakhiani, and we've got recruiting best practices, pain and training resources, and a bear pro sweepstakes coming your way in this PCA minute. It's recruiting season. If you're wondering where all the good candidates are, we got you covered. There's an entire section on PCA Overdrive dedicated to hiring, recruiting, and retention. Curated from your favorite podcasts, expo sessions, and virtual events, you'll learn to hire and keep rock stars in your company. Just look for the hiring, recruiting, and retention lane on PCA Overdrive. Get your crew field ready faster with PCA's painter training. PCA Overdrive provides free access to painter training videos in English and Spanish. Our training portal offers a more in-depth learning experience through a guided pathway. Each module has an assessment and certificates are awarded at the completion of each level. To learn more, go to pcapaintad.org training. Finally, enter for a chance to win the Bear Pro Painter Sweepstakes. Price includes $5,000 worth of Bear, Kills, Graco, and 3M products. Visit pca.so slash Bear Pro Sweepstakes to enter now. When I was younger and in college, this was probably a little bit more of a, an issue for me, right? Um, I was getting as cheap as we can, every little thing. And I started realizing that if you're flying to Vegas, a lot of you guys know we like to go to Vegas. We, we had gone every year for, I think, six years straight. Uh, and then we decided to have kids. So um, that's kind of been put on pause for a couple of years. Um, but let's just use that as an example, right? You can get really cheap Vegas flights from St. Louis, flying Southwest from St. Louis to Vegas. It's kind of St. Louis is a huge hub for Southwest. Um, Vegas is as well. So you can get pretty inexpensive flights. Um, we would fly out at 6 a.m., which means that we needed to be at the airport at about 4.30, right? Uh, and that means we needed to leave our house at about 3.45, which means we were getting up at 3 o'clock, okay? Um, time change, you lose two hours. So basically, whatever time you take off in St. Louis, you're landing in Vegas roughly about that same time, right? Then you're getting in Vegas at 7 o'clock. You can't check into your hotel. Like, it started creating all of these additional... I say problems when you're going on vacation, it's hard to quantify it as a problem, but it started like, there was like, okay, now we have to go check our luggage and we can't get into our hotel for six hours. Oh, and by the way, now we're freaking exhausted because we've been up since three o'clock in the morning. What we started doing is realizing like, Hey, if we just would fly out of St. Louis at 10, you know, we can get up at normal time, leave at normal time, get 10, you know, get there at 10. Maybe by the time we land there at 11, we can actually check into our hotel, right? And just little decisions like that. And it was typically over probably, I don't know, maybe $60 a person per flight. And I'm like, this isn't that big of a deal. Like, why are we making this such a problem, right? And so I believe that the real concept of money, um, it, it's there to solve problems. It's a tool to give you options on things. Um, you know, another thing that, that we always joke about is, uh, you know, I say, like, what problems can be solved with money? Like one thing 
in, in, I told one client this morning that, uh, that I hadn't told anybody else this and I'm going to tell the whole freaking world, but, um, not to sound snooty by any means, but we've just decided to finally hire a housekeeper just to clean our house. Won't come in once a month, do a good cleaning on everything. Hopefully we can keep up with it in the meantime. Um, and it was because we were spending four to five hours every other Saturday, like cleaning our house and doing all this stuff. Right. And I was like, Christina, why are we doing this? Like, why, like, how much is it going to cost? We got a quote. And I was like, wow, I wish we would have started looking at this six months ago. Um, and so there's just little things like that, that if money can solve some problems in your life, um, again, I'm not saying spin frivolously, keep an eye on it. Like we keep a very tight eye on our finances and make sure like, okay, if we're going to do this, like, can we actually afford it? That'll lead me into a couple other points here later on, but just understanding like, what can this do to solve problems? So, um, number two, focus your money on what's important to you. The number one way I look at this is what do you value? Everybody has a different focus in life, right? A different hobbies. And I think knowing on where to spend more money on things and where to cut back on things is a very important aspect to winning the money game, if you will. Uh, you never really win because it's kind of an infinite game, but you understand where I'm going with that. If you focus your money on what's important to you, it's going to be different what's important to me compared to what's important to you. Like I just said, flying out at 6 a.m., not an ideal situation for me. But for somebody else, you might realize, hey, that's an easy way we can cut some money here because XYZ thing is more important to us. Maybe it's getting a rental car on a vacation, right? Instead of Ubering around or whatever it might be, right? So everybody's going to have different things. Um, but what do you value? So for me, one thing that I put into place is like cutting back on things that really don't matter. Uh, you know, one thing that I always say is, uh, I'm, I'm trying to reprogram my brain here, but food is nothing more than a nutritional fuel that our body needs. Okay. I love food just as much as anybody else. Don't get me wrong when I say this. Okay. We had some really good food in Nashville this past week. Uh, and I've been craving like good French toast that I will never be able to make. And I just have to accept and cut my losses there. But I have to remind myself that spending money on food when it doesn't really make sense um, is kind of a waste for me, in my opinion. So for example, um, name brand stuff. I know what's worth getting name brand ranch <laughs> and what's not worth spending extra money on. Ketchup, mustard, pickles. There's certain things, right? You even know that even to a T with the grocery store, there's things you're like, oh no, we have to get the name brand because it just tastes better, right? But then there's other things that's like, yeah, it pretty much tastes the same. It probably came out of the same factory even just with a different label on it at half the price, right? So like, Again, what's more important to us, taking later, more ideal flights and having somebody clean our house, what's less ideal or what, what's less important to us? Like the brand of some of the food that we eat, right? Um, yeah, I think this goes into tune with 
you know, a lot of other things, um, you know, when it comes down to, and it's kind of tie into my next point about you get what you pay for in life. But, you know, when you understand what you value and what is most important to you, right? Maybe it's your family, maybe it's traveling, maybe it's your vehicles, maybe it's the way that your house looks from a curb appeal aesthetic point of view, right? There's nothing wrong with that. You know, a lot of people think, oh my gosh, you're very OCD about, you know, the way your house looks because only because you care about what people think. And I'm like, no, I just, I want to have a nice house, like that the yard looks nice and that we can come home to and it just looks good. Like there's something to me about, but for me personally, and I don't judge other people, but for me, if I come home and like our yard's a disaster, half the grass is dead, like it just doesn't give me a warm, fuzzy, happy feeling. I don't know. That's just something the way I'm wired. It's not necessarily because I care what my neighbors think or what I care about with somebody driving by or coming over to our house things. It's just a thing for me. Um, and so I'm more likely to spend money watering our grass when we haven't had rain for two weeks, right? Um, some people might think, oh my God, Chris, that's crazy. But guess what? That's what's important to me. That's what I value. I value coming home to a nice looking house um, because it just makes me happy. Again, not from a, a weird egotistical way, but just from a, I like to make sure that my house looks presentable, right? So it's going to be different for everybody. But when you understand truly what's important to you and the areas that maybe are less important to you that you can cut back on to where you have the money to spend on what's important to you, I think that that's really powerful. And when you understand that, when you start putting things into practice, right, um, you know, even something is as simple. We needed um, some like car batteries for our key fobs the other day. And we were placing like a target pickup order before we went to Nashville. And I saw like how much they were. And I was like, man, I feel like that's really expensive. And I got on Amazon and they were $4 cheaper for the four batteries, Amazon brand. Now, okay, maybe you can argue it doesn't last quite as long, right? Maybe a couple months less of the life cycle. But like for me, I was like, that's four bucks. Like we don't need this right now. It'll be delivered probably later that night, knowing Amazon. Um, like why would I spend the extra money for it? Again, because it's not something that I value. I care about what brand of batteries that we have. But I'm going to take that $4 and invest it into my water bill to make sure that our grass looks nice, at least for the next week, maybe. So um, I hope that that kind of makes sense. And I hope this is all coming off in the way that I intend it to and, and that we wrote this for. So uh, number three, I just mentioned this a second ago, you get what you pay for in life. As I just mentioned, I'm all for knowing what's what value to you, what is a priority. But make sure that you also understand that you 100% get what you pay for in life. This is not a time to be cheap when it comes to certain things. Again, brand of ketchup, maybe doesn't matter as much. Maybe that is super important to you. Maybe you're a ketchup connoisseur and that's a big deal, right? So again, this is all going to be relevant to people. So just understand some of the examples I'm saying. I'm not saying it's the right way. It's just my personal way. And it's going to be different than everybody else listening to this. But when you get what you pay for in life, I see way too many people just being very cheap with things, right? Um, I'm going to use an example here. Um, there, there's so many that I could go with, but the one that's on my head is golf clubs. Okay. I am 100% pro paying for good quality things that will last a long time. And that's part of my, you know, money vision. If I'm going to spend money on something, I'm going to spend money on something that's going to last me a long time. There's a reason that I buy MacBook Pros. And typically we'll upgrade some of the components in there a little bit um, because I know I'm going to get like an extra three to five years out of it on the back end, right? Because in three to five years, that upgraded technology will be the new baseline, right? Um, and <sighs> this sounds terrible. I hope my dad never listens to this one. Um, literally, 
He has computers. He's probably spent the same amount of money on computers that I have over the last year, but I've had one and he's had like six. So I'm just going to throw that one out there. Um, I will never forget. Um, he told me, I love my dad to death. This is going to come across wrong, but this is just, these are the conversations that, that I had growing up. I bought my first pair of Oakley's. I was probably like 20. And my dad was like, how much did you pay for those? And I said, they were like 120 bucks. And he's like, that's ridiculous. I would never spend that much on sunglasses. Funny story. I still have that same pair of Oakley's today. Um, I've changed out like the rubber pieces on them and stuff, right? Cause those get kind of gross, but I still have the exact same pair of Oakley's. I think I got a new set, set of uh, lenses for them. 13 years later, still have the same pair of Oakley's. Do you know how many $20 pair of sunglasses he's gone through? Probably seven, eight, nine, maybe 10. I don't know. We kind of lost track. He realized once he hit six and I brought this up to him that I was right. He was wrong. That was my whole point in bringing that back up to him. Um, in a very godlike Christian way. But the point being is I knew that whenever I spend that much on sunglasses, I will take care of them. I will always know where they're at. I will keep them in a case. I will be conscious about them. They will last me in eternity. If I had cheap $10 sunglasses, they'd be at like the bottom of my trunk somewhere. It's probably smashed, right? Like I understand that when I spend a little bit more money on things, I'm more likely to take care of it. And I'm more likely to make it last. Hey there, I bet business is probably picking up for you right now and things are feeling good. And using the right tools like Estimate Rocket can help keep it that way. Estimate Rocket offers professional estimates and proposals with digital signature, single source work orders for the entire team, lead to paid job management, full scheduling tools with mapping and time tracking, automated email campaigns, invoicing that exports to any accounting system, and deep data analysis reports. Go to EstimateRocket.com for a free 30-day trial to see if Estimate Rocket is a fit for you. And I think that, you know, again, there's a lot of different things. I say golf clubs, right? I would rather get a set of golf clubs I'm going to have for 15 years and spend a little bit more money now on a name brand set that's going to still be in great shape 10, 15 years down the road versus a cheaper pair that in five, seven years, they're pretty much worn out, right? Um, so just understand that no matter what, again, I, I'm going to say this is another example. I love Menards. There's certain things I will say buy at Menards, and there's certain things that I believe Menards is very cheap quality on especially when it comes to, you know, redoing a house, right? Again, know what's important, know what makes sense with that. Um, but just understand that just because you're spending a little bit of money on something doesn't mean it's a good thing, right? Um, this is another point that I see a lot tying in with you get what you pay for in life. Again, I'm all for being financially smart with things, but understand how you come off to people too um, in your day-to-day -day life, right? Both from a being very cheap perspective and also from being snooty, right? Like that's why I almost even hated saying that about the housekeeper as an example, because for some people, like that's a snooty, like, oh, you're a you're a rich person. You have a, a housekeeper. No, I just hate cleaning my house. And that was an easy way to solve some problems we had, right? Um, but I think my point in saying this is, um, especially if you are cheap and you're, you know, pinching pennies and you're trying to, you know, just make ends meet. And I get that there's a time and a place for that but there's a time and a place for that. And sometimes when you come off being too cheap, people around you pick up on that, right? Um, you know, I always say, if you are a financial advisor telling us how to, you know, make our money work for us and make more money for us, and you show up in a car that's 40 years old with 250,000 miles and it keeps breaking down in your driveway, I don't know that I would take a lot of advice from that person, right? And on the flip side though, if somebody showed up in a Lamborghini with, 
telling me the exact same thing, I might be a little bit cautious on that because I'm like, whoa, like how much money are you really making here, right? Um, and, and I say that because there's going to be people like myself that don't typically judge, although the comments I just made would probably lead you to believe otherwise. But there's a lot of people out there that do. And the perception in what you have and the quality of what you have means something to a lot of people, right? Um, as bad as it sounds, like I, I love Under Armour polos. Again, quality. I've had these for years. I will have them for years. But I know that some people, like there's just something that that brand clicks with people as a perception more than whatever it, a very cheap brand would be, right? Um, I know that sounds weird but there's some psychology to it, right? So I'm not saying go be broke by spending money on things, right? Again, I believe in paying for quality that I would rather have this for 10 years rather than go through three or four polos in that time of a cheaper quality. That's why we get Under Armour. Um, but people think about these things, right? So know when you're coming off being very cheap to people, um, it people get skeptical. And if you come off too snooty and, hey, look at my fancy truck and all of our fancy stuff and, you know, all this, like that doesn't come off good either. So make sure you're, you're focused in on, you know, a good middle ground in there too, because some people will judge both directions, especially when you're going into, for a lot of my contractors out there, you're going into homes, you're seeing people on a regular basis, they will start to kind of judge you for the good or the bad in that. So um, number four, spend less than you make. You should, I know this is like a cliche, right? Spend less money than you make. I, I get that. But you should kind of treat your finances like a business. At the end of the day, you should always have a positive cash flow, every paycheck, every month, right? Every year for sure. Um, and I would even argue that's even after saving for retirement and long-term savings and stuff like that, right? There should always be at least some sort of a surplus even after those things, right? That's why I say monthly cash flow, not a monthly like profit, right? Um, you know, so it's a foundational thing, but I think it's something we lose sight of sometimes, right? Yes, there might be a month you have some more expenses. That's why I always say if you run a positive cash flow most months, if you have a month or two where you got a little bit of some extra bills, medical bill hits, car repair hits, something like that. Okay, great. Like you might go negative a little bit, but if you've got 10 months of positive, one or two months of a little bit of negative, you're still going to come out ahead at the end of the day, right? So spend less than you make. I know it's an obvious one, but I just felt like I had to mention that in there. Um, I literally sit down when I pay our bills every two weeks when we get paid. I look and say like, how much money did we have left over? And that's after retirement savings. That's after putting money in our savings, saving for this, saving for that. Well, all the little things we're doing, how much money do we have left over? And as long as that number's positive, we're doing, I know that we're doing okay, right? Because we're being very proactive in things. So um, number five, <clears throat> this is one of my favorites. Find assets and or ways to pay for things you want. So there's kind of a few principles wrapped into this. I shared one earlier about the housekeeper, right? Um, and in that conversation, my wife, after we got the quote, realized it was a no-brainer. And I looked at her and she, you know, of course, the first question she asked, she's like, can we afford this without it putting us in a bind, right? Um, and I said, absolutely. And I said, because here's why I know that that's going to be fine. If it's not fine, I'll just pick up an extra client or whatever I need to, whatever that equates out to in our business to make sure that it's fine, right? Now, at some point, understanding this, that when you're in a time for money exchange in your business, there becomes a point where your time gets maxed out and that is not feasible, right? I know that I'm not there right now, so I can make that decision about this situation, um, that is my favorite way to look at things. Like if there's a, if there's a problem and money can solve it and you can go figure out how to do it and, and do something that you probably enjoy doing, like I do with what we do with our clients. And that I feel like is using my God given abilities. Like I feel like I do with our clients, then like 
that's just an easy solution, right? Like I hate cleaning our house. I love doing what I do here. So why not just make a little bit more money here to pay for the thing I hate doing, right? Like I can invest a couple hours into my business to make the amount of money to save myself four to eight hours a month. That's kind of a no brainer. Um, we were talking with a client this morning and um, the, his bookkeeper is retired. And so he's kind of been trying to do it himself. We've been trying to kind of guide him. And he's like, I just, I just need somebody to do this for me. And he's like, what would it cost? And I told him and he's like, great, I can go make that money back in no time. And I would much rather enjoy doing that than dealing with the books and trying to get caught up with stuff. Right. So think about that. Find ways to pay for the things you want to do with what you enjoy doing and what you're good at. Even if it's a side hustle, even if it's something small. Right. I'll never forget. Even when I was younger, um, you know, my parents always said, Hey, like, you know, we'll, we'll pay for this or we'll pay for half or, you know, Hey, if you want this, if you want new goalie pads, right. I was a, a, a hockey goalie. Um, if you want new goalie pads, like that's fine, but you got to figure out how to make the money to go do it. Right. And so what do I do as like a 12 year old? I'm like, okay, so I got five neighbors around me. Um, I wonder if they need their, their yards cut. Okay. Well, if I go $10 a yard and I do this and if I can get two or three of them at least, and the, and guess what? That's exactly what I did. And I figured out how to make money. Oh, and by the way, then I was making extra money once I paid for the goalie pads because now I told these people I'd cut their grass every every week. I wasn't just doing it just to buy the goalie pads and quitting. So now I now had a cash flow coming in every month beyond that, right? Does your business need more reviews? Nice job can help. Our reputation marketing platform automates review invites to save you time. Reviews are collected and distributed across major platforms such as Google, Facebook, and more. Turn your reviews into customer stories with photos that you can share across your social channels. NiceJob allows you to manage all of this within our platform. Start your free trial today. And so I, I think that that's a, a great principle to live by. Um, with that, there's a, a theory that Robert Kiyosaki said, this is kind of the next level of it, right? There's the time for money exchange, like I'm talking about with what I do, with mowing grass, with a lot of people's businesses, right? Even painting, right? Again, at some point you get maxed out on what you can do with that. But Robert Kiyosaki, um, I don't remember if it was a Jaguar, or there was a car name um, that kind of started this whole theory of his back when he was you know, younger. I want to say it was a Jaguar, but he, basically it's an asset theory, right? He's like, I really wanted... Um, this car, right? Let's just say it's a, an F-type Jaguar, right? A little bit more modern terms these days. Um, now that I think about it, I think it was actually Porsche, but doesn't matter for the podcast here. Uh, but I will Google that when this is over. Um, he said, okay, I, I really want this car, right? I can go pay cash for this car. Um, I guess he was at that point in his life that he could do that. But he said, but what I'm going to do is I'm actually going to go get an asset that will produce the monthly cash flow to cover the payment and then once the car is paid off in five years or whatever the term was, he's like, I still have the asset that is going to cash flow for me every month. Oh, and if I ever want to sell it, then I can still sell it too. And this is like a very next level thinking. Um, I'm going to be honest, I'm not quite at that level in my life yet. I probably could be if I wanted to. I just don't want to spread myself too thin. But understanding like some of those concepts and, you know, I'm a big goal setting person. Like this is kind of, I guess, would be point three here in, in this um, finding assets thing is I, I love to set goals and to say, hey, if, if I can build my business to this level, right, then the first month of doing that pays for whatever the goal is, right? I mentioned the golf clubs. It's because I'm, I'm getting ready to get a new set of irons. I had a goal set for about a year now that once our business got to this level, that 
I was going to go get myself a new set of irons. Well, we hit it two months ago. Uh, now I got to follow through and go get it. Um, but I knew that, okay, the first month was going to pay for the golf clubs. And then after that, that's just some extra profit that we can start, you know, building up a little bit of a cushion here um, and have some working capital in our business as we continue to grow. Uh, and so I love setting goals and finding ways of, okay, how can I get what I want, um, but find a way to do that. And when you're a business owner, you have these options. And that's what I love about Kiyosaki's theory with that is, you have options out there, right? Most people just don't think about it. Most people say, well, I got the money. I'm going to go ahead and just buy, buy the car, pay cash for it, which not saying it's good or bad either way. Um, but when you can do something like that and say, no, I'm going to go force myself to do this. He probably did the whole other people's money theory, um, which works out better for some people than others. Right. But, um, when you can start thinking through like, how do we buy an asset? How do we get something that will return the money on this? And then we have the asset and then we have the cash flow. Um, that's just a great way to think through things that you want down the road. So I've always said, like, if there's things that I want, I will always find a way to financially make it happen, like in a smart way though, right? Like I will never forget, I was in college. We've had our, our blue season tickets, um, I believe since I was 19, if I'm doing the math right on that. Um, we started off as a half season there for a while, but I was like, man, I saw how cheap you, how cheaper tickets were, um, you know, when you had a full season ticket uh, package. And so, I was like, man, I would really love to do that. It would save me a lot of money. I'm like, huh, what can I do? Well, if I get the season, do I know enough people I could sell the other games to to cover the cost to where then I'm getting the discounted tickets? Yeah, great. Well, guess what? We've had season tickets for 13 years now, right? And we may only go to three to five to seven games a year now, um, but it's still something that we have, right? Uh, and so I, I don't know. I've always, that's just the way my mind has always worked. So maybe that comes a little bit more natural to me than some other people. But it's like, if there's something you want, there's always a way to figure out how to make it work in a smart way without taking a risk to yourself, right? I guess my risk was what if I don't sell the games, but I knew, did enough research and talked to enough people ahead of time. Hey, if I do this, would you be interested? Yeah, I'll take a few games from you, right? And kind of planted the seed enough for that. So again, I hope this is helpful. Um, I know some of these kind of ran together and, and I hope that everything that I just conveyed made sense. I hope it was helpful to you guys. Um, and I'm always happy to be vulnerable and transparent and just share stories and experiences and stuff. And again, I'm not saying these five things are the right way of money or the way you should do it, but just some perspective on some things that I know has been a huge blessing for us and talking to other people, um, seems to be a pretty common trait. So, uh, I hope you guys have a great rest of the day. We will catch you back next week. Paynet podcasts are produced by the Painting Contractors Association and are made possible by members and industry partners. To find out more about upcoming education opportunities or for more information about joining PCA, visit PCAPainted.org.